Boozed and Confused is a comedy and weird topic podcast. Adult language may be used probably by me. While our episode topics may be educational in nature, we are not responsible if your children start dropping the F-bomb to their kindergarten class. Listener discretion is advised. everybody. Hello. I'm Carol Ann. I'm Matt. And I'm sad that I can't have a drink during this week's episode. <laughs> I th- think we're both not having a, a proper drink. We are uh, sobering news, sobering episode. No, sober episode. Well, I don't have a choice, but you do. I do. Uh, coconut LaCroix. Mmm, refreshing. It's like drinking sparkling water and someone says a flavor. <laughs> what kind do you have? Um, Raz Cranberry. <laughs> it's quite a nice one. Actually, uh, I can smell yours from across the table. Mm-hmm. And these, I can... these do pair nicely, I would say. Uh, you could throw a little vodka in these, make a nice like spritz or something. I don't know. I think you're just going to steal from uh, White Claw and all those other yeah it's like all the you know that's like all they do white claw Uh, before it was white claw yeah but that's just anarchy well well here we are welcome back to another episode of boosting confused yep okay and uh what a fucking week it's been oof let's go back to our 2021 predictions episode where nobody fucking predicted what just happened this week (laughs) Well, I was going to actually say, like, did you actually go back and hear my hot takes? Because I don't remember any of them. No. Baba Vanga did not predict this. Or maybe she did. And I, you know, maybe it's off by a couple of years. I don't know. Yeah, big oof here. <clears throat> well, before we get into it, a couple of housekeeping items. Yep, just get out of the way. You know the drill. We are on all of your favorite social media platforms, Facebook, uh, Instagram and Twitter. You know who's not on any of those platforms? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that, mm, mm, oh my God! You genuinely laughed at one of my jokes. Thank you. <laughs> For those of you listening, this is my real laugh. Um, everything else is just me being polite. That's my actual laugh. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, oh, if no. you if you want to hang out with us there, you totally can. Uh, if you, social media is not your thing, or if you were kicked off of social media this week as well, uh, you can send us an email at boostandconfusedpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, hear your creepy stories, your... You could know. also, you know, you could also use your kids' Twitter accounts <laughs> um, yeah. if those weren't banned. Um, mm-hmm. But you can't use the official one. Um, you can only use your kids. Make sure you pick the least favorite, too. I think it's Eric. No, I think it's Tiffany. I'm going with the sons because I'm, I think. I don't know. I'm sure he doesn't know Tiffany's birthday. I bet he's like, <laughs> he's like Meg from uh, Family Guy. Oh, God. All I, don't, right. I don't watch Family Guy. I, I just know. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, other housekeeping items. Uh, Jesus, I don't even know. Uh, if you um, oh if you want to yeah or yeah, something, yeah. I, yeah. Right, I there it is if you if you like the pod if you've listened thus far and you want to support us uh we don't really have like a patreon or a buy me a coffee or a drink or anything like that at least not yet uh but the best way that you could support us and any other podcast that you listen to is by leaving us a review on any platform where you really can and subscribe uh apple podcast is definitely the biggest one i think most people mention but uh, if you leave us a review and take a screenshot and send it to us, we will send you some Boost and Confuse stickers for free. I gotta warn you, though, we're only accepting legitimate reviews, no mailed reviews. Um, <laughs> no if those come in reviews. late, uh, if you mail them in, um, we will not accept them. And anything that's under, what, like five stars is just a fake one and we're going to burn it. <laughs> God, Okay. You know, if you think the pot is shit, that's fine. We do too. Uh, but maybe just like keep your uh, thoughts to yourself. Yeah, nobody asked you anyways. <laughs> All right. 
well, we're obviously not drinking, as we've already stated. So I think, I think we should just rip the Band-Aid off, and I think we should just get right into it. I don't think I've had a drink since our last episode. Which is shocking. I know. Given the state of current affairs. It's been tough. Well, yeah, imagine five months of this. No, actually, it hasn't been tough. It actually has not been tough at all. Who am I kidding? Yeah, of course. All right. Well, we are obviously talking about um, January 6th. I don't know what we want to call it. The the attempted coup, the the insurrection, um, just another Wednesday. Uh, the insurrection of informational misdirection. Perfect. That's... Uh... I'm I'm looking forward to the Wikipedia entry for that. <laughs> I actually didn't know anything about January 6th um, for a majority of my adult life. And I think most people really don't either. Yeah, I actually did not know um, anything beyond um, what, like November 20th mm-hmm. what? or whatever day the election well it's, it's definitely third it's definitely not november 20th <laughs> i apologize to all my history teachers oh. and social studies teachers uh november 3rd uh-huh oh we can erase this we can totally scrap that fake news i never said that you can't prove i said that yeah uh yeah i i genuinely thought that once the map was done being colored blue or red it was over and i did not know um until very recently i will not say how recently because it's a little (laughs) embarrassing but the answer is less than 10 days ago um (laughs) that there was a secondary day where they actually like confirmed everything well i think even if you take a step back uh the states all certify the results back in like december basically and i think a lot of people you know from that then the electoral college comes through um and i think a lot of people you know traditionally have missed those bigger parts because in reality they're not much bigger parts in our minds but you know what on the other hand i went from knowing uh nothing about uh january 6th being an important day um i mean like relatively important it's more like pomp and circumstance not circumstance like like ceremony than Mm -hmm. really anything else um I went from knowing nothing to like reading the 2016 like official like congressional like uh, program like like over a PDF to like figure out what uh, the hell they did that day. So went from zero to sixty pretty quick. But I mean, like I said, like it's usually a extremely quiet day, uh, more ceremonial than controversial. And, uh, yeah, uh, the Electoral College votes are scheduled to be opened before a joint session of Congress on January 6th. The uh, federal law specifies the procedures which are to be followed at the session and provides procedures for challenges to the validity of an electoral vote. It's generally a routine day, no thrills, no frills. Um, Genuinely takes about half an hour maybe um the congress's job is really just to like count the electoral college votes lots of pomp like boxes and stuff carried in uh but i realized that the uh u.s government really pales in comparison to the pomp of the parliament who do a whole bunch of weird stuff like slamming doors and stuff uh to show uh different uh symbolic meanings anyways um in cases where there might be some i don't know call it controversy question disagreement people in congress uh may object to a state's polling results and therefore possibly objecting to where their electoral votes will go and that is exactly what happened this year lawmakers on both sides of the aisle were prepped for a long day, peppered with objections hinged on the baseless allegations of election fraud. And more than a dozen Republican senators had said they would object to at least one of the state's election results. Even though Mitch McConnell, who I think I kind of ragged on a little bit last 
episode maybe he listened to our last episode and he was like oh shit i am an asshole and he just completely changed his tune you're welcome america yep (laughs) that's what did it that's what did it pretty sure mcconnell told his people on his side of the aisle to just chill and not object and i did not know that the uh vote counting is done in abc order and Arizona, being an A word, uh, was the first to be debated over. A is for Arizona. And are you sure that those results aren't in my favor? <laughs> <laughs> you know, even though the Supreme Court, like, again and again, confirmed results when Trump and his his crew uh, brought lawsuits to the states that he thought were contested. Well, no, they were actually contested, but claiming fraud And uh, people thought with a majority of Republican judges, there would have been more like traction for his calls. But nope, they were shot down, uh, all of them, except for maybe one, if I recall us talking off Mm -hmm. uh, the record. Uh, What was that super short response they had? It was like they uh, they being the judges of the Supreme Court, like something like a little like paragraph to them. Oh, I was just gonna say. I imagine they just said no. It was like a, it was like a mic drop moment. Dear Donald, no. I mean, I I don't really remember, but I do remember them uh, being very short with their response, saying like, "We're not playing this game. It's over." And and also just to fucking remind people, uh, when when. Ruth herself had passed away and they rushed through Amy Coney Barrett because for the this sole purpose because they knew that they were going to create some controversy for the election when even the Supreme Court that you have packed with three justices uh, doesn't want to listen to your shit. I don't I don't know. You can't say that like, you know, like Trump has spent the last four years packing the courts and not just not just supreme court but lower courts as well when all of those judges and then the supreme court (laughs) tell you there's not enough evidence in this i i just where is the disconnect is everybody corrupt i can tell you who might be corrupt oh yeah senator ted cruz of texas yeah yeah no um I just, I can't read the guy. He might be the Zodiac killer. Um, (laughs) I remember back in 2016 when he, after he lost, I think his bid to, you know, become the candidate for the party, uh, he refused to endorse Trump, claiming that he would do horrible things to the party and that he's a liar and, and just like goes from this to backing him so heavily right now i mean didn't trump also like insult his wife yeah yeah publicly uh and also not to mention like lindsey graham the senator from one of the carolinas south (laughs) um has this tweet i think it is uh that's now floating around from like maybe 2016 where he says uh if we select trump trump will destroy us and we will deserve it i'm paraphrasing here but uh that's yeah yeah that accurate last part. they all knew it that they last all part, fucking yeah. knew it yeah also remember uh ted cruz and trump having a like super immature back and forth on twitter or something uh when they were both running for president which i know is pretty commonplace now let's like squabbling but the fact that it was like Ooh, I'm gonna I'm gonna spill the beans on your wife. I thought genuinely he was gonna like spill a can of beans on his wife. I didn't Stop know. It. I didn't know. Stop it. And that's just oh, if anyone spilled beans on you, oh, oh there'd be fisticuffs. The bean spiller. There'd be fisticuffs. <laughs> but but fast forward to the what the sixth of January, a day I didn't know existed. Um, <laughs> you've got um, Ted Cruz defending Trump's claims of illegitimacy illegitimacy oh my god (laughs) um things not being legitimate i can't wait illegitimacy there you go at the joint session aren't you an english teacher (laughs) yes but i'm i'm also a human being and there are some words i find very hard to spell and to pronounce this being both of them this is a double word for me i can't 
pronounce or spell it. I have I have a hard time spelling diarrhea. I just kind of wait for like autocorrect, autocorrect and to you tell know what? me. Sometimes it's so bad that the spelling autocorrect is just like, bruh, I don't know. I'm pretty sure that my phone uh, never had that word in the dictionary. And so the word that it thinks is diarrhea is actually a misspelled <laughs> word. So it's, it's just very problematic. Anyways, um, bean spilling, hitting people. Okay, I got it. Um, Ted Cruz said, <clears throat> I urge you to pause and think. What does it say to the nearly half the country that believes this election was rigged if we vote not even to consider the claims of illegality and fraud in this election? Well, what does it say? Oh, you know, I have a lot of thoughts on this. Um, Some hot takes. I just, I, 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 un I understand both sides of it, okay? I understand that if, if half the country is truly convinced that the election was rigged, should, should these claims be heard? In, in some cases, sure. On the other fucking hand... Again, let's go back to all these court cases where there was literally no evidence provided in most of them. So they were not even heard. They were just immediately tossed out. <laughs> so it's like, how long are people willing to go along with this? And I think we've now figured it out. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I think there's a lot of things that any um, human being who lives in a country can agree that a lot of things suck. Yes. Um, particularly, I don't enjoy taxes. Yes. Um, I don't enjoy red light camera enforced corners, and neither do you. Neither do I. Neither do you. Did you pay that? I thing did. Yet? Okay, I did good. <laughs> good. Uh, unfortunately, public opinion does not dictate who should win an election. And if there should be additional investigations into fraud, uh, an allegation that state election officials and Trump's own Justice Department have refuted, um, it, it, it's got to stop somewhere. Where does it stop? At the insurrection? Or <laughs> <laughs> I legitimately, I, I, I was teaching. Actually, I'm, I was sitting right where you were sitting. And I remember making some really bad jokes about dystopia because I'm starting a unit on dystopia. And so when I saw Ted Cruz start to argue um, or object, if we're going to use the uh, nomenclature, um, I was like, oh, dystopia, here it comes. And then um, I saw them carrying the boxes out. And I'm like, wait, what the hell's going on? And then uh, it all just kind of unraveled into what it is that we saw happen. But before that, you got Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri. I just want to say a special fuck you to the senator from Missouri, Mr. Hawley. My ears are just tingling with all your spicy words today. I just, it's one you of know, those days. I get it. It's, I get it's it. one of those. So for anyone who doesn't follow us on social media, I posted a screenshot of my dad. Hi, dad. Now that it seems like you're catching up on the pot episodes, <laughs> a screenshot of the, uh, the texts I had received from my dad starting at seven 30 in the morning, uh, saying, wow, 23 episodes. Congratulations. And then uh, around uh, 749 ish, he said, wow, you are a foul mouthed host. And then around, you know, 8.15-ish, he said, uh, you have the mouth of a full-time trucker. And I said, it really depends on the topic. This is one of those topics that, like, if you're not angry, I don't know what to say to you. <laughs> yeah, I totally, totally agree with you on that. But I'll let you be the, the sailor. I'm more of a uh teacher today i guess that's, that's fine i'm on teacher mode right now that's okay <laughs> uh also because i know that my mom listens to the pod and <laughs> although i have broken that um i've ripped that band-aid off the swearing band-aid um she would remember the day very well because it was in like a hospital with um the rugby chaplain <laughs> 
but anyways, uh, back to Holly. Um, he was, I don't know if he was the very first person, uh, but he was one of the first to publicly announce his plans to break ranks with the party and um, object at the joint session. Uh, he's also the guy seen throwing up a fist of solidarity to protesters and rioters uh, who would soon be breaking through the windows and the doors of the Capitol building. And I, I'm not going to try and name all the names of the people um, because if you count the House, there were like 121 Republicans who backed the objections along with the 11 or so senators. Uh, and thankfully, I guess, after the attack, uh, a number of the lawmakers who planned to object did back off. <laughs> hey, guys, you know what? Actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, I just want to say, so um, there was this article that I was reading just about Josh Hawley that as all of these um, senators were removed and basically put into uh, a a more secure location, I'll say, uh, there's this article that came out that said that Josh Hawley was basically like in the corner of the room. No one would talk to him. (laughs) It's like being the uh, new kid at at lunch. Oh, my God. Um, But also he farted really loudly in science class or something, and everyone hates him now. Yeah, exactly. Um, So... Yeah, a lot of people backed off the objection. It was kind of like, yo, let's just get this over with. Uh, Maybe in some last-minute attempt to separate themselves from Trump and, frankly, the terrorists who attacked the bastion of democracy. And, like, honestly, I I understand and I I really appreciate the need for a check uh, or to have space for an objection at this point in the process as well. But the argument that the objectors made, which is that the process needs to be respected and the legitimacy of the election needs to be assured, it goes directly against all the work that the states and the courts from low up to Supreme went through to do just that. And I'm not even sure if most of the objecting senators really fully embraced Trump's claims that the election was stolen. Um, I think they're just pandering to Trump supporters and arguing that because so many Americans lack confidence in the results that they simply can't in good conscience count these electoral votes. Uh, They tend not to acknowledge that uh, a main reason many Americans lack confidence in the result is because Trump himself keeps promoting a blizzard of lies and conspiracy theories to uh, get into some Shakespeare this reeks of blind, vaulting ambition. And whether it's to keep some job security for themselves or to, like, prime themselves for a run for the president's seat uh, down the line. I mean, like, even even Mitt Romney, who, who had his own attempt back in 2012, said this about many of his constituents. He said, I could never imagine seeing these things in the greatest democracy in the world has ambition so eclipsed principle. So the conspiracies that not only was the election rigged, but that the people in power are also assuring things remain rigged. The cry for a landslide victory being stolen became a battle cry. So like, how did we get here? How how did we get here? Uh, and by here, meaning what happened on January 6th. Yeah, this is like way after that happened. Everything's cool over here. Thanks. There's a lot of things that have obviously led up to it. I think the past four years, we cannot fit into a podcast episode, but there's a lot of things that have led up to it within the maybe past two months, I think we could kind of go through. So the first point that I'm going to go over is, uh, as Matt was kind of just talking about, these assholes in politics who went along with this shit because they just want to have the Trump supporter loyalty on their side in future elections. And I think that's something that we've seen a lot of over the last four years, where uh, pretty much if you fall out of the good graces of Trump, Trump will work to get someone else elected and not you, which is a huge problem. And I can understand from the perspective of these people who are facing re-election, you know, that would be a career ruiner for them. 
oh, I, I can't tell you uh, the number of tweets I went through. Like I went down, I don't know how many rabbit holes uh, in these last few weeks in regards to, uh, you know, what's been brewing up to the sixth and then afterwards. But the amount of people who would uh, put on their MAGA hats and threaten their lawmaker mm -hmm. saying, if you don't vote this way, we will make sure that you never have a job here ever again. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll make sure that you work at McDonald's pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Not even not even own the McDonald's. Sorry, Ted Cruz. You just got to work there. And, and you can't kill people. And, <laughs> and we figured out your cipher. So, right. So we're not just talking about people like Ted Cruz, who somehow still supports Trump uh, publicly after uh, he made fun of Cruz's wife. Which, again, I know I say this more often than, than a normal person should, but if your boss ever called me ugly or made fun of my appearance and you, four years later, worked so hard to get him, you know, back in his position, I don't know that we would still be married, you know? If anyone spilled beans on you, <laughs> I would have thrown some hands. I'll say that at least. So so it's not just people like Ted Cruz or, or Holly. Um you know, it was just reported that there was this robocall message that was originating from a group that's chaired by the Georgia Attorney General uh, that encouraged Trump supporters to go to the nation's capital to, quote, stop the steal ahead of Wednesday's attack, basically. So people are getting these robocalls and they're being told to go to the capital and, uh, I don't know, pretty much take back what is theirs what is theirs oh well what honestly what is theirs it's interesting because there's a lot of videos i've seen from the sixth of people saying we pay the salaries of these lawmakers these buildings are ours we pay for these uh and and we want to take these back okay <laughs> no <You> take backs <laughs> um I can agree that lawmakers uh, should work for the people. That's the entire reason that they are elected. Um, I don't know that, like, storming the nation's capital uh, with, like, zip ties and uh, trying to take hostages is really the right way to go about things. So, anyways, <laughs> outside of just the politicians... Um, the online presence played a huge role in how things were even organized for the 6th. So what's really interesting about this is that there are so many groups and people who have similar thought processes or, you know, ideas uh, that just don't affiliate with any of these groups who all came together under one goal. And it's not just like QAnon or the Proud Boys. You have groups like the Three Percenters, which are also like a far-right group, if you will. Uh, and, you know, y you have so many people who don't identify with any of these groups but share similar ideologies, which in a way, like, almost, does that scare me more or scare me less? I think you're forgetting the main perpetrator, uh, Antifa. <laughs> Antifa <laughs> is Stop them. It. Stop it. Oh, gosh. So... So it's coming out now that, uh, quote, storm the Capitol was mentioned something like over 100,000 times on social media in the 30 days leading up to January 6th. The thing that is maybe the craziest about all of this online shit is that in some cases, Parler and Reddit and 8chan and the Donald subreddit on Reddit all had open discussions about this, this being displayed this is for anyone to see. And I'm sure Gab also did as well. I've heard Gab is raising in popularity. Um, but just for example of some of the things that were just very openly discussed, um, you know, on Twitter, I've heard that people were having conversations back and forth about getting to D.C. and how they were going to get their guns there and, and the sort of space that they had in the trunk. And then um, on Reddit, there's the subreddit called Parlor Watch, uh, posted screenshots from Parlor uh, for weeks of people making these sorts of plans. And they have these posts that talk about 
genocide of Democrats and posts that call for assassinations on political leaders and journalists and any sports teams that supported Black Lives Matter, uh, etc. And there's also posts that say, bring zip ties and handcuffs, you know, which they obviously did because you see it in a lot of the pictures. So, like, these people were serious. And these are conversations and, and threats that are serious enough to be reported to the FBI. And people did say that they reported these things to the FBI. So how did it get to the point that it got to on the 6th? We, yeah, I mean, we've we've seen what type of uh, protection can be uh, brought in. Uh, call it what you will, defense mm-hmm. of property. And you can see what can be done. Um, what can be executed very easily by these defenders, you know, um, whether it's um, tons of uh, cops, um, uh, what else? Military can come in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've we've seen this in the last few months, even of you know how much defense can be brought, and you'd think um, they are attacking the Capitol building, or they are even talking about it that those people would not have been um, handled prior to the attack or that you just have a ton of uh, people there, a ton of uh, defense. Yeah, like there. extra support Extra there. support. And then like 15 people show up. Um, yeah, I mean, so it's, it's not just those sites. Um, as much as um, the far-right groups like to say they hate big tech, uh, Facebook has also been integral to the spreading of information uh, in like meme format because nobody fact checks anything. Um, but I'm sure we've all seen some sort of relative on Facebook who has like huge political rants that maybe you like wish you wouldn't see. Uh, but at least it gives you a precursor, I guess, to Thanksgiving dinner. I don't know. Um, a couple of quotes to share with with y'all about Facebook. Um So this one comes from CNN chief media correspondent Brian Stetler. Uh, He says, the more research I did this week, the more I realized that Fox News shows and Facebook groups are just part of the pro-Trump fantasy land. And um, another quote from Adam Sharp, who's the former head of news, government, and elections at Twitter, said, quote, Facebook's own research showed that two-thirds of the time that a user joined an extremist group on Facebook, it's because Facebook's own algorithm recommended it. At least it's accurate. I mean, that's the scary thing. Like, I, this, the Facebook algorithm is a a huge part of what I do in my day-to-day job for marketing. And that's fucking terrifying, the power that just a social media platform has on people. It's it's crazy. I mean, I've I've heard similar things about um, YouTube having very similar uh, algorithms for recommendations to try to keep you on longer. And the next thing you know, you're going down this spiral into white supremacist promotion videos. Oh damn! You know, and and then they get these younger kids involved. So enough about social media. Uh, but still still some online things. Uh, so the fundraising efforts for, uh, you know, transportation and, and gear and housing, um, you know, in one case, there was a GoFundMe that raised over $20,000 for people uh, to get people to D.C. And the description for this GoFundMe was, fund to financially support patriots on their voyage to the Capitol on 1621 for the D.C. protest. All funds will go directly to hotel stays and gas cards and airfare for patriots needing financial assistance to attend the event. Thank you, patriots. Stay tuned as we build an army to march into D.C. We will be seen. We will be heard. That word? Patriots? It's just about been ruined. Yeah. Uh, If I were in New England um, and I liked football, I would consider changing the name at this point. It's... (laughs) Honestly, like that name, which I I loved, I loved the word and now it troubles me. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you, you look at kind of what transpired on, uh, on the sixth 
And a question that's coming up a lot is if dark money was involved. And they're trying to trace the money and how, you know, if people had gotten financial assistance from extremist groups, you know, I guess guess you'd, you'd have to see. But that's something I'm sure we will learn a little bit further down the road. So something else that helped kind of build the, I don't know, the hype for the 6th, if we want to call it that, uh, there were a ton of rallies the day before on the 5th. The largest one was uh, called the Stop the Steal rally. And the speakers included uh, Trump's longtime confidant and political advisor, Roger Stone, George Papadopoulos, who was Trump's volunteer foreign policy advisor. And people were pretty much told to see themselves as like foot soldiers uh, that should be ready to bleed for America. That shit is crazy. You have to be crazy enough to go to D.C., like, prepared to to protest for what you think is right. And then you have to be crazier to add on top of that, like, oh, maybe I should bring a gun with me just in case. And also, <laughs> I have 11 pipe bombs in my truck just in case. Like, what the hell? So, even more troubling um, is the rally of the day of. And this is called the Save the not save the America, save America rally. And so Don Jr., good old Don Jr., trying to kiss dad's ass for the first family pardon, warms the crowd up. You know, he's like the opening act. He's the fluffer. And he, um, he warns Republicans that uh, don't back the pro-Trump efforts that, quote, we're coming for you. Okay. It's vaguely threatening. Yeah. So uh, if y'all didn't happen to hear Trump's speech, um, you know, you probably had something better to do with your hour of time. We took a couple of quotes uh, just that we'll kind of go through about why they're troubling. Um, So the first one is Trump just talking about the election. He says, We took them by surprise, and this year they rigged an election. They rigged it like they've never rigged an election before. By the way, last night, they didn't do a bad job either, if you notice. I'm honest. I just, again, want to thank you. It's just been a great honor to have this kind of crowd and to be before you. Hundreds of thousands of American patriots are contributed, committed to the honesty of our elections and the integrity of our glorious republic. All of us here today do not want to see our election victory stolen by emboldened radical left Democrats, which is what they've been doing, and stolen by the fake news media. That's what they've done, and that's what they're doing. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. You don't concede when there's theft involved. Today, I will lay out just some of the evidence proving that we won this election, and we won it by a landslide. I don't think he ever actually gave any proof. This was not a close election. I say sometimes jokingly, but there's no joke about it. I've been in two elections. I won them both. And the second one, I won much bigger than the first. Almost 75 million people voted for our campaign, the most of any incumbent president by far in the history of our country. 12 million more people than four years ago. I was told by the real pollsters, we do have real pollsters. They know that we were going to do well and we were going to win. What I told, what I was told, if I went from 63 million, which we had four years ago, to 66 million, there was no chance of losing. Well, we didn't go to 66 we went to 75 million and they say we lost we didn't lose and the crowd starts chanting fight for trump fight for trump i hope so because if mike pence does the right thing we win the election all he has to do this is from the number one or certainly one of the top constitutional lawyers in our country He has the absolute right to do it. We're supposed to protect our country, support our country, support our Constitution, and protect our Constitution. States want to re-vote. The states that got defrauded, they were given false information. 
they voted on it. Now they want to recertify. They want it back. All Vice President Pence has to do is send it back to the states to recertify, and we become president. And you are the happiest people. We're going to walk down to the Capitol, and we're going to cheer on our brave senators and congressmen and women. We're probably not going to be cheering so much for some of them because you'll never take back our country with weakness. You have to show strength, and you have to be strong. Also, he didn't <laughs> he didn't walk down there with them to the Capitol. Yeah, I'll see you guys down there. I'll totally be there later. I'm <laughs> getting an Uber. Never showed. <laughs> There's a lot of things in here that are really, really disturbing. Um, the the first one, going back to the first quote, um, the the fact that he he continued like the rhetoric he uses is so well crafted that it it like i have a hard time understanding if if trump is just one of the smartest people or one of the dumbest people the j and donald j trump is for genius (laughs) so you know everybody in front of him he's calling them american patriots and you just flew to dc to stop this deal whatever the fuck that means uh, and your president is calling you an American patriot, and he's proud of you. Um, but then he ends that whole sentence, you know, after talking about the Democrats and sealing the election with, um, we will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And then continues talking about how uh, the, the, you know, oh, if you get 66 million votes, uh, you know, we got 75 million and we lost. How does that work? Well, because... The other person got more. That's how that works. But um, then the the fight for Trump chanting that comes organically from the crowd is really disturbing. Well, so, well just so many things that were done or said by Trump. It's it's so catchy. It's so it's it's like a slogan. It's it's like exactly. I'm loving it. McDonald's. It, it's yeah. so catchy and. You know, he he has this way of talking that it I can't put my finger on what I hate about it, but um, he's he's done it for years. Uh, He's a businessman and he, you know, what people loved about him was that he was not this um, cookie cutter politician. Uh, And 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 that's that's fine. But what I found most troubling was saying that um, you'll never take back our country with weakness mm-hmm. and you have to show strength and you have to be strong. And what he did so well was he said everything, but didn't say anything at all. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly it. And, and the, it's like he's giving a speech to an army that's about to go into battle. I mean, that's, that's how it feels. There's so much of this that, like in the emotion that he invokes and the the response he's trying to get and and make them feel like they're doing the right thing and they're invincible it's like they're about to go into war and i think a lot of them genuinely thought that they were about to because if you think i mean truly if you think about it i don't think every person that went to dc to protest was planning on storming the Capitol. I don't. I do think there are people who are there who genuinely wanted to, um, you know, use their constitutional right to protest. It's a beautiful thing. And I, you know what? If I don't, I don't, I don't agree with what it is that they're protesting, but they do have that right. And I, you know, I think that's totally fine. Right. But there are people who clearly were not there just to protest. And I think that's where things get really scary because you have these extremists who come down armed, uh, prepared to literally go to war for Donald Trump. And they bring like handcuffs and zip ties and um, there were live pipe bombs, I think, that they found. And then all of a sudden you have maybe these extremists who are a smaller a minority of the group, if you will, who are then on top of Donald Trump's rally 
ramping up these people who were just there to protest. And then all of a sudden, it's like a hive mind. You know, it's yeah, so yeah. it's so easy to get caught up in the group thinking. And I think that's really where a lot of it started to escalate as quickly and easily as it did, which is terrifying. You know, it's not like they were going to break into Congress and look for AOC and like hug it out in the hallway. You know, like they clearly were not there to reason with politicians that they didn't agree with. And I think the, the thing that's scariest to me is how if if the politicians hadn't been in their secured locations, if they if one of them had gotten separated from a group, you so easily could have seen live like the murder of a U.S. politician by a domestic terrorist yeah, execution. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the crowd being um wound up uh people taking advantage of this winding up uh but then there's no direction yeah absolutely and that's that's the key to what i think made this um so uh, uh, successful uh is that the word for it yeah disastrous uh successful um, for them sure <laughs> i mean i it's if you look at a lot of the videos that come from people who were at these protests, they range from saying, we're just here to support the president and we think that the election was rigged to people literally saying, we're going to go in there and put heads on pikes and murder every politician that's in there. I mean, there's there's such a range of thinking and, and people that are there that it just, you know, and like you said, there's absolutely no direction. Which is probably, I don't know if that's better or worse, if they would have been more successful had there been more direction, but. I don't think you'd have people, uh, if they had known from the beginning that that was what was going to happen. I don't think, reasonable people don't think this way. Reasonable people don't act this way. Mm -hmm. You can be pissed off. You can, you can congregate. You can say what you think. There's nothing wrong with that. Every American has that right. And they deserve to express that. There's nothing wrong with like showing up and being angry. Right. This is America. Everyone's angry. <laughs> we just no one gets what they want, and all, that's why it's beautiful. We all have it in common. Um, I don't know where I'm going. I'm I'm so blindly upset with what happened. So we started to dive into this a little bit, but you know, how exactly did January sixth get so bad? You know, aside from the rally and the the extremists that were there, um, you know, there's a few things that kind of played into it. So the first is there, you know, at the beginning of this, there was a lot of conflicting information about whether or not the Pentagon had offered any additional help to the U.S. Capitol Police. And um, the police were warned about possible insurrection, which I think is pretty obvious given it was all over the Internet for weeks. Um, and they had plenty of time to prepare and, you know, decide if they needed those resources. And so three days before the 6th, the Pentagon asked the Capitol Police if they needed the National Guard. On top of that, as the mob descended on the Capitol building, the Justice Department reached out to offer FBI agents. And both offers of help were turned down by the Capitol Police. So you might hear that and think, what the fuck? <laughs> why, 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 why would they turn that down knowing what could possibly happen? And the reasoning for it seems to be that they wanted to avoid the appearance that the National Guard was being deployed against Americans. And if you think back to June uh, with all of the, the protests that were happening, it seemed like they wanted to avoid that sort of image again, which I don't know if that's the the time to do that but like you were saying like even if you don't have additional manpower you know why wouldn't you put up larger fences or you know something like you have a huge budget <laughs> you have so many resources those uh concrete roadblock thingies those things are great yeah any, they're super anything. heavy so uh getting a little bit into the conspiratorial side and uh -oh. yeah that's i love it and i hate it what we were waiting for um i think there will be a lot more 
coming out uh, in the next couple of weeks as new information is discovered. But um, there's questions around the complicity of some of the cops that were there. So I want to like preface this entire part with, um, I think the cops that were on the front line um, were brave as fuck. I think they were put into a very scary and dangerous situation and they were pretty much hung out to dry. And, um, you know, I, I, I think that the failure comes from the top leadership within that department. You know, I can't, I can't blame the individual cops, um, for doing the best that they could. I mean, the videos are horrifying and we'll talk about that more later, but, um, so, um, there were a lot of discussions around, you know, someone having to be on the inside and providing information to these groups because they were so, some of them, uh, were so well informed about the building inside and out that it was kind of a question of, well, how did they know exactly where to go? You know, um, there's at least one instance though, you know, just on the flip side of that, where um, a cop was asked for directions to, I think it was Nancy Pelosi's office. Maybe it was Chuck Schumer's. I don't know. Um, the person who was given directions <laughs> said that they were completely wrong. And they ended up just wandering around the building, basically, and then kind of gave up. So I don't know if, you know, those directions were purposely incorrect. Um, like maybe it was his, like, second day on the job. I don't know. Uh, another conspiracy, uh, this one I have only heard, I didn't really see any proof of, but... But you I... don't need it anymore, <laughs> it's not important. <laughs> if I say it's true, it's real, you'll believe me. Uh, but if anyone does find proof of this, please send it to us. Um, there were stories that some off-duty cops who were there uh, were flashing badges to advance beyond the, the police line. Um, and I don't know if that's just like, I can't imagine that the Capitol police had any cops like off duty that day. I don't really know how many were there on the 6th, but, um, that could also maybe potentially include cops from other police departments from around the U S on top of that. Um, there's footage that shows cops taking selfies <laughs> with, um, some of these people and uh, cops waving some groups in, uh, you know, past barricades. I, I'm, I'm going to say I feel like there's some context missing from these videos. Uh, you know, particularly from the ones where the cops are moving the barricades. I think uh, at this point we all know there is a Capitol Police officer who ended up dying from his injury sustained from... Uh, you know, being beaten during these riots. And, you know, is it after that's happening and the police officers are being attacked that, you know, the police are pretty much told to stand down and move the barricades and stop resisting almost because they're so heavily outnumbered. It's hopelessly outnumbered. Exactly. Um, so, you know, if if that's the case, then I, I can't, I can't say that I, I blame them, you know? Um, and again, like these frontline police are in such scary situations. So that the police officer that passed away, um, there's the video that just started circulating. I think maybe today. It's horrible. Of of um, the incident that happened, and essentially he was beaten in a crowd, and he was hit in the head with a fire extinguisher. And after he got back, I think to his office, um, ended up collapsing, and he had a stroke and passed away in the hospital. Um, it was just reported today, January 10th, that a police officer who was there, uh, committed suicide. So off-duty officer Howard Leibengood, um, who is the son and namesake of a former Senate Sergeant at Arms lobbyist and Hill staffer, um, passed away from an apparent suicide, uh, as reported by the police union today. And really these videos that are coming out from these confrontations are, horrifying. I think it's something like like 50-something officers were injured. I think it was something like 15 were actually sent to the hospital. And really, you know, like you can, you can hear the discussions and you can see the videos of what's going on. 
but I don't think it's until the last couple of days where new videos are really coming out. And I'll be honest, a lot of these videos are not even being shown on any mainstream media. They're not being shown on Fox. They're not being shown on CNN. You're probably not seeing them unless you're somewhere on the internet looking for it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's a video, for example, of a police officer who's being crushed between a door and a mob and someone rips off his fucking gas mask, you know, and he's there's someone else who's trying to help him who tries to put his, uh, you know, his uh, visor back on his face and his face is bloodied and he's screaming in pain, you know, and you, you don't see that video anywhere. And I'm sure, um, you know, you probably well, not that they should circulate it, but the video of the officer who um, passed away from his injuries, you know, that's not something that I've seen on any mainstream media sources, left or right or centered. Um, there is a video that I did just see today. I'm not sure if it just came out today or, um, if it's something that has been out for, you know, a couple days or so, but there's a video of a single police officer who's holding an entire group back. So this police officer is standing in this hallway, um, in the doorway of, of this like hallway essentially. And, uh, he's holding back this entire group and his name is Eugene Goodman. Uh, He's being hailed as a hero, which he should be. And so in this video, um, you know, he's getting rioters to move away from the Senate as police are trying to secure the chamber. So people are are saying he's a hero. And he puts himself between, um, you know, this guy who's like advancing on him in a very like scary and, you know, like you obviously don't want to put your back to this guy. Um, but this guy is wearing like a QAnon black shirt. Um, and as, uh, Goodman is trying to race up the stairs, you know, you can see this guy chasing after him and he gets pretty close. And once he gets to the top of the stairs, he gets to the hallway that, um, gets to where all these other cops are. Uh, then finally the crowd is a little bit more subdued, but, you know, it's it's things like that that I, I don't I don't think people understand the magnitude of exactly what was happening. You know, you can hear phone calls from senators and, um, you know, House representatives. But it's not until you see these videos that you realize how fucking scary this was. And and I mean, truly, like. It has to be one of the most insane things to happen from Americans, like American bred and born (laughs) um, within our modern history. Absolutely. I think you harping back to the video of the cop getting his face mask ripped off when he's between the door and the crowd. uh, And you said like someone was ripping it off, but somebody else in that crowd was trying to help that cop. Just shows how lack, um, how how lacking in direction the movement was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Because also traditionally at a lot of Trump rallies um, and really just like any right leaning rally, you'll hear a lot of people say back the blue and they have the American flags with the the blue line down the middle. Um, And, you know, it's, it's traditionally thought that people who are Donald Trump supporters are like also supporters of the police. Yeah. And so it just goes to show like the, the the uh, i don't i don't even know what to call it the the difference in the people that were actually there you have some people who were there who probably were you know donald trump supporters just there to protest who uh you know do love the police and support the military and yada 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 and then you have other people who are literally there just to fucking kill everyone involved because they think that we need to start over as a society it's it's insane. So, um, that being said, as all of this was happening, um, you know, as, as it came out that, um, Pence was not going to vote in the way that Trump wanted him to, uh, Trump tweeted against Pence and, uh, you know, people were chanting, hang Mike Pence. There was, there was a noose that was erected. Mm -hmm. Um, and when people did break into the Capitol, they were looking for Mike Pence. Actively looking for Mike Pence. Yep. And it's, I mean, Mike Pence is the 
vice president of the United States, who's who's been Trump's right hand man for the last four years, and that that quickly, with a tweet, yep, he's thrown out of their graces and he becomes a target. Also, Mike Pence's family was there. Mm-hmm. Yep, the VP who was step in step with Trump, no matter what. Um, legally knows what he can and cannot do uh, at this meeting, the joint session. Uh, so he follows the book, and that's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. You might as well have had those people carrying pitchforks and, and torches. Yeah, I mean, I Mike Pence is not my favorite person in the world. I love that honest. meme with the fly, though. That was my favorite thing in the world. That's probably one of the three best things he's done <laughs> in the last four it. years. Yep. Um, but, you know, also it just came out reported today that Trump and Pence have not had contact since the 6th, which, you know, it'd probably be an awkward day in the office if, if they were together. But I think it just goes to show how broken things are right now. Um, so... All of this to say, um, if this is new information, if this is uh, things you've already heard, but, you know, similar to doom scrolling, you're just like doom podcasting and you need to absorb every bit of information and every, you know, media that discusses this. <laughs> is that what it's called? I've been doing that since the 6th, like doom, doom almost scrolling? nonstop. Yeah. Almost I've, nonstop. I found myself refreshing uh, news sources and, and Reddit and social media pretty frequently because a lot of new news is coming out. Um, you know, one of the best pieces of advice that I have, because I think it can be incredibly damaging for everybody's mental health if we're all just glued to the screens and doom scrolling, um, you know, set up news alerts for your phone. Uh, and if there is a big piece of news that you should know about, your phone will just tell you, you know? Uh, no need to refresh every 25 seconds to see the newest article from CNN or AP or Reuters. Just take a break. Take a little, take a little break. So all of this to say, you know, we still have the inauguration coming up. And, um, you know, so Parler has been removed from the Apple and Google stores. Amazon kicked it off of its, uh, web services uh, users have moved to Gab. Twitter removed a bunch of QAnon accounts. Um, you know, where does that where does that leave things? You know, I'm sure with the removal of um, Parler and Twitter and you know kicking people off, it's not going to stop people from communicating. I feel like it's almost going to push it further. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I've I've seen some pretty nasty things come out after uh, Trump was taken off of Twitter, and after uh, it was discussed that Parler would be removed from Google and Apple Play stores. So you know, now now what? Pretty much. Well, I could tell you, um, National Guard is there already. Uh, as they should be. As they should be. As they should have been. There is a there's a seven foot fence around the Capitol, which I think, as we saw. Uh, on the sixth, walls don't work, so awkward. But um, a million militia march is being planned. Um, but if you can't make it to D.C. for the million militia march, don't you worry. Uh, there's events like armed march on all state capitals, uh, you know, that are being planned in all 50 states. And the end goal is to stop the inauguration of Joe Biden. That's what they want at the end of the day. Uh, They call Democrats the Communist Organized Crime Organization. I feel like they probably could have come up with a better name. That's fine. Coco. Yeah. Coco. (laughs) Um, You know, and they keep saying that the White House belongs to we the people. So, yeah, I mean, just, uh, you know, kind of off the cuff, not really anything in my notes. I've heard a lot about... um, anticipated events happening at the Capitol starting the 16th and 17th, Mm -hmm. um, you know, leading all the way up to the 20th. And I hope if anybody is actually in D.C. that listens to the podcast, I hope you are safe and sound um, and, you know, everything is okay in your backyard. But, um, 
if if anything this this has shown the uh, canyon that's been put between uh, conservatives and liberals and um, this all reminds me of a time I almost had a fistfight with my brother in fact probably one of the last times um, we're playing football he tackled me really hard uh, I had a bad knee injury recently, so I was like, I was like super defensive. So like, I swung at him, he swung at me, and then we're like, oh, holy shit, let's let's not. Like, I hope this is like a chance for differences to be accepted and and understood and respected, and and that can't happen as 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 long as there's venom and vitriol being spewed uh, into the well. Um, at all hours of the day and um, I don't know it's uh, insane but hopefully hopefully everyone can can be safe and and step back for just a second and just think we we read something we hear something and that becomes fact and that's the scariest part of everything yeah nobody wants to fact check anything anymore and even if you do fact check well uh, that's just uh, fake news. So I don't really have a great way to close out this episode. Um, it's depressing as shit. And maybe we'll drop like a little mini episode or something in between weeks uh, to get everybody in a better mood. But I think that's pretty much it for now. Yeah, that's it. Um was it like Sunday right now? Yeah, it's Sunday. It is Sunday. It's okay. about nine forty three PM. Central Standard. Yeah. <laughs> um It's much later than we usually record. It's okay. We had to eat a lot of food and go shopping for groceries. I'm uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable enough with the pregnancy and now I'm now I'm truly uncomfortable. So well, Yeah. Yeah. Not a great way <laughs> to really close this out, but uh, we'll see you guys at some point, whether it's next Monday, sometime in between. Uh, don't forget to take some breaks from your phone, from the media, from everything. Take some you time, some self, self-care. Uh, you know, maybe limit your screen time and social media for the next couple of weeks while still finding a way to stay informed. Again, news alerts are great. You know, if something big happens, they'll tell you. Okay, I'm I'm going. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Goodbye. All right. Until next time. Until next time. Bye, guys. Bye.